Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. You're listening to the Boswell Chronicles. I'm George Thomas in Boulder, Colorado, on the line with Ian Boswell, checking in from Nice, France. Happy New Year, Ian. Happy New Year's to you, George, and all the all the people who decide to listen to our little chats. So, got a big celebration planned tonight? Um, surprisingly, not really. Um, no, just taking it low key. My mom flew in from the states yesterday, so she's a bit a bit jet lagged, and I'm kind of in the full swing of training. So just just kind of take it easy tonight and, you know, tomorrow's just another day of, of training. And it's actually interesting. I was out training today with, uh, with Joe Dombrowski who got back into town and a French rider on, on FDJ, Kenny Ellison. And, you know, he was saying gone are the days of, you know, going out on New Year's, you know, and partying because, you know, all these coaches have, you know, a five hour day plan the next day or the day after that. And, you know, it's, uh, sports change. And you know, I think it's become, you know, people who at the high level were, you know, to be successful, you really got to focus throughout the year. And you know, we've kind of had our fun through, you know, late October, November, and now we're kind of back in the swing of things with racing starting, you know, less than a month's time for myself. So it's uh, kind of time to be on the ball. Now you and Joe used to be teammates, managed to stay friends as he's gone to another team. Yeah. Yeah. Joe and I've, you know, always been good friends. You know, he's we raced together on, Axel's development team for two years and then on Sky for another two years. And last year he um, jumped ship from Sky, went over to, to Garmin, Cannondale. And so he's been over there for yeah last year and this coming year as well. But yeah, we're still close friends. Went over to his house after the ride today and we just kind of sat around and caught up. And yeah, it's always good to chit chat and catch up. And you know, we still, we still train together all the time. So it's uh, yeah, no love lost. Now your mom's in town. She's a professional photographer, correct? Yeah, she is. She um, kind of grew up in photography area down in the Bay Area and got really into photography when she was younger and kept with it. And she still does tons of events back home in Oregon, whether it's sporting events or weddings and senior portraits is a big thing. Uh, so she's loving to always be taking pictures, which sometimes our family gets a bit annoyed with, but we always like to, to have the memories to look back on later on. Well, she's certainly sent some nice ones of you that we've been able to share on our podcasts. Yeah, she she uh, she kind of documents everything. It's a good thing that uh, Facebook's around, or else we would have mounds and mounds of of uh, pictures. Well, and speaking of Facebook, uh, I think she posted a picture of your new kits. 
is Sky actually going to Sky Blue? Yeah, well, we, um, that's actually what my mom is thankfully working on right now is kind of organizing a new kit. You know, we're with Rafa again and Team Sky for 2016. Um, so I just picked up my team kit yesterday from the team house and kind of going through the old stuff and putting in the new things. And yeah, we, um, as far as the blue kit, we started that, I think, at the beginning of last year. Um, there's been a pretty big movement in the UK and probably in the States as well about having a, a more high visibility kit out riding, especially in you know, places like the UK where, you know, it tends to be a bit more gray and dark and raining. Um, so, yeah, the Rafa decided to make us a, kind of a training kit that we don't race in, but it's the same design, same layout of jersey, um, but it's in high visibility, kind of ocean blue or coral blue type color. And, yeah, we get, a, you know, not a ton of that kit, but enough to, to train in and it's you know, great during the winter when the days are getting shorter and the sun's not always as bright as it is in the summertime. Now you actually started that last fall, correct? Yeah, I believe I'm trying to think last year at some point we got the kit, maybe it was midway through the season. Um, but at which point, you know, you're riding in, you know, kind of the, the lighter weight jerseys, which, you know, black is, you know, kind of what we have for the race jersey and the mesh jersey. So, um, it's nice to have a you know, fresh set of kit to get out there and train with. And yeah, actually my mom, the picture that she posted was a new, a new release from Rafa, which is a one piece winter suit. So it's kind of like a skin suit, but it's uh, designed for winter. So it's in winter tights sewn into a, to a thermal jacket. So I'm actually planning on going out tomorrow and giving it a test and seeing how it is. How cold is it where you are? Um, well, it hasn't been too cold. Today was actually the first day that it, started to get a bit a bit chilly out. Um, and, you know, the thing is here in Nice, you know, we're on the coast, which the weather's usually mild and temperate, but, you know, a lot of our rides take us back into the hills, you know, so today I went over, over the Madome, which is up at 1,000 meters or 30, 300 feet. So um, it's definitely cooler up there. And then once you drop behind the mountains off the coast, you kind of get into some valleys where it can stay a bit moist and, you know, there's some cold rivers running off the mountains and temperatures can get down to near freezing, but, you know, you can always drop back down to the coast where it's pretty mild. Now, last week we did a year in review. This week I wanted to have kind of a year in preview. It sounds like you've got a pretty exciting season coming up. Yeah, I do. You know, it's my fourth fourth year with Sky, which is crazy. You know, just riding with Joe, we were talking about how, you know, how time flies. And, you know, to be getting ready for my fourth season, it's uh, pretty incredible. You know, it's been an awesome journey, but... You know, I'm excited to keep it going and, you know, put forward what I've used and learned and, you know, all the all the lessons that I've picked up along the way to, to another season. Now, team Sky seems to have really built the team around the Grand Tours this year. Would that be a fair guess? Yeah, I think it's you know, definitely been the focus of Team Sky kind of since its inception was to, you know, to be a dominating force in the Grand Tours and you know, we brought in some, some big names this year with, you know, Michael Landa and even, you know, Kwiatkowski and Minchowski and yeah, there's, uh, you know, obviously we have Chris Froome still on the team and Garrett Thomas is developing, you know, into a, into a Grand Tour, you know, rider. So it's uh, definitely the focus of the team, you know, it's kind of part of the reason why I chose this team is to kind of develop in that, in that area of Grand Tour riding, you know, I think it's still a focus, um, you know, kind of a mission for the team to win, you know, one of the monuments, Liege, Rest on the Age, or Perry Bay, Tour Flanders, um, which kind of been some races that have eluded the team as far as, you know, our results sheet as a team. We haven't won a, 
you know, a big one day classic, which is, you know, kind of the one thing that's still, still missing from the team, you know, having won, you know, multiple grand tours and tour de France's, it's one thing that still needs to be ticked off. Now, I hate talking about you in the third person, but Ian Boswell is developing into a grand tour rider, I would assume. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, did the Vuelta last year as my first grand tour, and I really enjoyed the, you know, the longevity of a three week race and kind of how the races, develop within the race and you're kind of just managing yourself to get through three weeks of racing. So it's something that I, you know, always thought I would enjoy and I really enjoyed it. And it's kind of, uh, you know, a goal this year is I think we maybe talked about it in the last podcast. Um, I'm not sure, but, um, about doing the, that I'm kind of aiming for the Giro in the first part of the year. So that's kind of my big, big target for the first part of the season. And yeah, you know, I think the Vuelta is obviously a fantastic race, but I think the Giro has you know, all sorts of new, new challenges, you know, just being earlier in the year and, different courses, different style of racing with the Italian kind of school of racing. And then obviously the weather sometimes can be, uh, can be treacherous in Italy in May. So it's uh, something that I'm looking forward to and just getting some more experience in that field. How are you starting out 2016? Yeah, well, I'm actually here in Nice for another two weeks. Um, my mom's here for another 10 days and we're just kind of, kind of getting set up for the whole new year. Like I said, going through the house and just getting everything prepared for another another season and then uh, head out of team camp in Mallorca in the middle of January. And then from there, head down to Australia for hopefully some warm weather to do the Cadell Evans, I think Great Oceans Classic is the name of the race. And then the Herald Sun Tour down in, in Melbourne, I believe. So yeah, hopefully start off with some nice racing and good weather. I've never been to Australia. So looking forward to getting down there and seeing what it's all about. So not doing the tour down under? No, so I won't be doing the tour down under. We have another team who's heading down there tomorrow. Um. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, to do some training before that. So, yeah, I won't be doing the Tour Down Under, but the Cadell Evans race and, and then Sun Tour, which is still, you know, a pretty prestigious race. And it's not World Tour like the Sun Tour, but it's uh, the first time Sky's actually going to take part in the race. So it'll be something something new and interesting. And I think, you know, it's nice to go to a warmer climate that time of year and get some miles into legs. And then are you also looking at Perry Nice? Are you going to be doing any of the classics? Yeah, it's still kind of undecided. Um, after that, there's a few things kind of written into my schedule tentatively in pencil. Um, looks like maybe I'll be doing Giro del Trentino before the Giro, and then before that, maybe uh, 
what is it called? Uh, Terreno Adriatico, just because it's you know, doing more of the Italian program, which I think Terreno Adriatico is around the same time as Paranese, so you can't do both. Um, just kind of racing a few more Italian races before the Giro, just to kind of get the feel for, for the roads there and you know, kind of the same group of guys that you'll be racing with all year. Now, we will miss you at Tour of California, but how does having a Grand Tour that early in your season affect your earlier season, January, February, March? Yeah, and that's kind of, the, I guess, the downside of the Giro is that I will miss the Tour of California. So I guess if I don't make the selection for the Giro, hopefully I'll be fit and can go to California. But, you know, my first goal is, is to make that Giro squad. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but being earlier in the year, you know, it doesn't, doesn't change a whole lot. Um, you know, I guess it's just everything comes a bit a bit quicker. You know, last year I had the Volta as a goal, you know, kind of from the beginning of the season and, you know, kind of progress steadily, you know, throughout the year to ride the way I did there. Um, but I think, you know, the Volta or the Giro being, being earlier, you know, it's a bit more, you know, kind of crucial to, to have a good winter of training and to kind of be a bit more focused, like I said, this time of year and not, not going out and winding up, you know, hungover on New Year's Day and not, not being able to train. I think it's pretty important to get this block of training in through Christmas and New Year's and kind of keep it keep it building towards that. I think the bigger challenge for me will be kind of, you know, maybe staying, keeping goals after the Jura, you know, because after the Volta last year, it's such a big goal. And once it was over, you know, the season's almost over, you can kind of just ride it out. Whereas the Volta or the Jura is early enough in the year that, you know, you got to, got to stay focused and take new goals for the later half of the season. Now, how is the team dynamic set up? Do they um, tell certain people on the team that we're looking at you to be on the Giro squad as long as you meet certain goals along the way? Yeah, we did. And the team's really organized in that sense. And, you know, back at the team camps in October, we kind of sat down with, with the management and the directors and, People could kind of, you know, pencil in what what races they wanted to do, and you know, obviously it starts at the top, you know, with Froome going for the Tour and Landa and Conan going for the Giro. Um, so then from there, you know, riders like myself can kind of say, hey, you know, I would I would like to do a Grand Tour. You know, it'd be nice to try something else besides the the Volta again. Um, you know, either the Tour or the Giro. You know, obviously the Tour is, you know, a hard team to make. Maybe the logical step would be to ride the Giro. Um, so I kind of put my hand up and you know made that obvious that I wanted to go there, and so they kind of you know, going through all the riders, putting together a long list for for races like the Giro and the Tour. And then from there, you know, you can kind of whittle it down as the as the event approaches, you know, depending on fitness and, you know, cycling, there's always injury and whatnot. So I think usually for the Grand Tour, there's about 15 riders on the long list for the Giro, Tour, and Vuelta. And then as the, you know, season progresses, that list gets less and less. And obviously, you know, kind of the last-minute selection is usually made a week or two before the event. And how is that selection made? Um, do you know milestones that you have to reach along the way? I mean, there are certain, you know, I'm sure metrics that the coaches look at. Um, you know, sometimes it's just kind of by, I don't want to say natural selection, but, you know, races like the Volta where it's late in the year, you know, maybe you have 15 riders on the long list, but then, you know, two or three riders are either injured or sick or, you know, really tired after doing the tour or whatever they did in the first part of the year. So then you're down to, you know, 10, 11 guys. And then, you know, from that you can, you know, kind of base it off of fitness and, you know, what people's personal goals are and how they're, you know, kind of how they're riding at the time just based off of, you know, previous races and kind of their training leading up into that. And so I think it's, 
you know, a good thing on Sky that we have so many quality riders. It makes, you know, selection for those events more difficult. But at the same time, I think it raises the, the level of everyone when it's a competitive, you know, market just to even get into the race. I think it, you know, really makes everyone kind of work to the, to the last degree just to get, get selected for the event. Now, having that early goal and such a big race that early in the season, um, like you mentioned, there was after the Vuelta, you could kind of skate out the rest of the season. How do you reset goals? I mean, are there races along the way that you sit down with your coaches and they set the schedule out for you? And it seems like it would be a little more difficult to get kind of psyched up or pumped up for uh, a race that might be considered lesser. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's always kind of kind of an issue, and you know, I think it also depends a lot on a lot on the athlete. You know, you saw last year Chris Room won the tour and then was kind of straight into focusing on the Vuelta. You know, so you know, definitely you can have motivation to you know to win and you know be part of you know a successful team, and I think that you know goes a long way. And, and athletics is just to have you know desire to you know continually be setting goals for the future. And I think for myself, you know, doing the Giro you know, that'll be a big focus. I haven't really thought about what, what's going to be on my program after that. You know, the coaches have mentioned maybe trying to go for two grand tours doing the Giro and Volta, which, you know, would be nice, you know, if I'm, you know, come out of the Giro well and can take a little break kind of in the middle of the season and then build back up towards the Volta, that would be, you know, kind of fantastic. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of other races going on during the Volta. If you don't make that selection, you know, Tour of Britain, there's the World Cup races at the Canada, Quebec, Montreal. So, you know, there's always a lot of races you get excited for, you know, in the second part of the year. And I think the Giro being so early, one of the positives is, you know, you can take a little kind of mid-season break in, in the beginning of June and then build back up in the summertime when the weather's nice and pick a few races that you really want to go for. You know, you and I have been uh, doing podcasts really almost four years. This show started in January of 2012. And I think our first one was a little later after that. Uh, but in 2012 and you sound as enthusiastic about racing if not more so than you did when we first started these <laughs> well i hope so yeah i try to keep it try to keep it fun i think it's you know it's changed in a lot of ways and i'm sure you know if you went back and listened to all the podcasts over the last four years that we've done you know there'd be you know a wide range of different emotions whether i was you know injured or sick or you know riding well or not riding well or you know having a good result or not you know, not kind of meeting my expectations. And I think that's kind of the the course that, you know, professional athletics goes. But I think, you know, one thing that I've learned this last year is, you know, to really just make sure to kind of enjoy the whole journey and the process and, you know, the, just the, you know, the work that you put in and kind of seeing that development year in, year out and kind of continually to build. And I'm still feel like I'm in a lot of ways progressing and getting better. And it's been, it's been enjoyable. And it's like, you know, for me, it's really exciting to kind of see where, where it takes me. It's been really fun and interesting following your growth as a cyclist. Oh, well, it's been uh, nice to share it with you and all the listeners. And I certainly look forward to following you closely throughout the 2016 season as we continue our weekly shows and uh, check-ins before your races and after. Yeah, and hopefully some um, some during as well. You know, like we did in the Volta with the daily kind of recap, I, uh, I enjoy that. It's actually kind of like a counseling session at times to kind of debrief my day and go through everything. So thank you for, for having me. 
All right. You've been listening to the Boswell Chronicles. We wish Ian a great 2016, as well as all of our listeners. George Thomas in Boulder, Colorado. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.